Save Bible Podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got a race in there. <laughs> Save Bible Podcast. Podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur, Natalie. I'm Kathleen. We're reviewing this episode of a wedding of a couple who's already divorced. Chris Appleton, Lucas Gage. Uh, we we were saying, you know, Natalie and I feel I don't, no one's forcing us to watch these shows. <laughs> Not a soul. Other than our dedication to our small but mighty fan base. <laughs> but we always put it off. But I'm like, I was saying today I'm actually glad we put it off because it's just chef's kiss they made this whole episode about how love and like kim officiating this wedding and blah 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 and then literally the monday after the episode aired divorce divorce and no one's surprised no one was like i can't believe this they were like yeah but we didn't think it would be announced so close to the wedding episode like maybe like Like, the season finale maybe they have courtney's beef where they watched the edit and they're like, wow, we we fucked up. We are not meant <laughs> oh, to be together. <laughs> but like, maybe Chris got to forget. <laughs> like Chris officiated Jeff Letham and Colton Haynes' wedding. Chris Jenner. Very, no, Colton. Oh, oh, Chris. Wait, no, Chris Jenner or Chris Appleton? Or Chris Je- Chris Jenner yes. officiated. Jeff Lethem, the floral guy that yes. they're friends with, and Colton Haynes, which was a very similar situation where Colton was like a lot younger, hadn't really come out until he started dating Jeff. They were married for literally like six months. Is like the same exact playbook. I'm like, these people are cursed. They were also heavily involved with Simon's wedding. So I'm going to comment on our Instagram. I was like, keep them away from gay marriages. And someone was like, that's so hateful. I'm like, to who? Yeah, yeah. Just marriages I'm in trying general. To get to- yeah, and then someone was like, well, the other marriages have ended in divorce. I'm like, yeah, they shouldn't be around. Any, in, they should not have anything to do with weddings on their show. I think we've learned. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, but definitely stop officiating gay marriages. Yeah, they be, they. it's like their weird savior thing with men who've had family issues. or It's like, they're like, oh, the gays want us to marry them. Well, you have a bad track record. <laughs> now, give it. Now, granted, they didn't look good together. They, I mean, there, there's an age difference, but I feel like in gay male culture, like that's not a big deal. Like they're always doing that. Yeah. But something about Lucas and Chris just gay father son. Like when they were in those stupid matching fur jackets, yeah, it looked like those fur jackets that the moms buy their daughters. Mm-hmm. My mini me. That's what it looked like. There was definitely a zeitgeist that I get. I was obsessed with trying to analyze the Jeff Lethem Colton Haynes relationship. There's certain like celebrity pairings, even like random wags that marry basketball players that I don't, I literally don't even know their stats. I will get deep in the like Instagram posts and the comments and I'll follow. And if there's a slight interruption in like the rate of posting, I'm like, Oh, there's trouble in paradise. I'm one of those people who just do that. So I was like way deep in the Jeff Lethem, Colton Haynes of it all. So when Lucas Gage and Chris Appleton started dating, I was like seeing the parallels and I was like, all right, I love a little messy love fest. Maybe he helped Lucas be like more out or something. I don't know. 
But yeah, getting married by Kim. And it seemed very, like, petty right after Courtney's wedding where Kim's, like, officiating and wearing Dolce and Gabbana. It was like, all of it just seemed really, like, there's a lot of- well, I never like I've never liked the relationship. Like I said, I always thought it was like father son. There was nothing sexy about it. Like Chris Appleton is like this big ass, gorgeous man, and he's like dating this little two boy. Children, yeah, he's dating this little boy. Older and like, than Lucas, <laughs> yeah, he probably tried to like boss him around. He's like, okay, I gotta go. But also, I think one couple that I do like that I do think they have age difference, but it still works, is Nate Burkus oh, and yeah. Jeremiah Brent. Like that works for me. Like I get that. Yeah. So it's not all like gay males that are have that huge age gap that turns me off. But they just had father son injury. But if you want to talk about the blueprint, Nate Burkus and Jeremiah <laughs> Brett. I mean, they're just two beautiful humans. Well, talented people in the design. I'm probably space. I'm probably biased too because I and Natalie were both people who were raised on Oprah. And Nate was like her her guy, and he went through this horrible tragedy of losing his partner in the tsunami. So it's like I feel I'm probably biased. Like Chris, I don't have any reason. <laughs> Wait, and Jeremiah Brent was on um, for like a spell. He was on the Rachel Zoe project. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like I, he had such a weird spot. If sometimes I think some of these shows they just want to bring them on for exposure, yeah. but they don't quite know what to do with them because he was an interior designer, but they somehow like made him try to be a stylist, but then yeah. also do interior design. It was a very strange role they gave him, but that's how I remember him. I'm like, oh, he married the guy from Rachel's own project. Oh, very beautiful, hot man. Got good, good for them. And like I said, I was entertained by the Chris Appleton, Lucas Gage. Until this episode, I was like, thank God they're already divorced because this episode would have made me even more like, okay, now I'm not enjoying this. (laughs) Watching it, knowing they're getting divorced, I was like, this is hilarious. Like, Kim, Chris tried to use this whole thing for a storyline and it backfired in their face. And I almost, (laughs) like, I was saying with Natalie before we started recording, like, did they? Did they have the Courtney issue where they watched their edit and they're like, mm, actually, probably we, we probably messed up. Probably shouldn't have that. The SAG like strike finally ended and Lucas was like, "Hey, my star was rising. I gotta go. I gotta like, go. Cannot be a storyline on the Kardashians anymore. Like, stop treating me like Liberace treated his closeted boyfriend <laughs> and making me dress like you." <laughs> Like, remember Liberace was good for that? Like, hey, you should get plastic surgery to look like me. Like, that's probably was next on Chris's list. Like, hey, you want to wear some contacts (laughs) and maybe look half the same eye color as anybody? No. People have called this out on the internet, but we were also just saying. The children of Gen Z and maybe just people who didn't live in this realm before of being a pop culture sick person. I'll say it's a mental illness. Um, The Shania Twain song. Wait, hold on. Let's not get into that until we start the episode. Okay. Well, oh yeah, that's true. It's in the episode. Yes, in episode. Like the different the the parallel between the news of them getting divorced. Right. It was back to this episode. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like a relationship whisperer. If I don't off top don't like it, it's not going to work. Like I've never liked this relationship. 
I couldn't. St- I just a, thought I'm a love lover. I, I've had I am, horrible yeah. relationships, and I'm just like, you're happy. Whatever. Nope. I was like, this is. Cr-. It, they just look creepy together. Like those. E- they just look really awkward. Lucas, even in we'll get, we'll get into it, even this episode, he just seems like he's along for the ride, and yeah. it's just kind of. Like like I liked the zeitgeist of it all when we figured out they were a couple, and people figured out people already been kind of like whispering it was about lucas's sexuality which is not very cool but it was already like this kind of like hot topic so then to have them like all of a sudden hard launching again this was very much exactly the same as it was with jeffy and colton haynes so i was like fascinated by like let's see how this one plays out before we get into the episode i wanted to say or wanted to see Really quickly, Kim is on the cover of GQ Man Magazine. I guess it is a male magazine. I don't need to say that. But (laughs) the GQ, I don't really understand. (laughs) I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if she's the man of the year or if this is the man of the year episode and she's just on it. Or if she, because, you know, sometimes the man of the year has different awards. They'll have, like, stylish. People thought they were doing something edgy and just, like, her global politics right now it feels like we've been transported back several decades like they're like what if the man of the year was a woman because (laughs) she's obsessed with hustling and ties and working out like okay like it's just the men of the year issue and it just says starring Kim Kardashian so she's but she's kind of playing it off like she is the man of the year yeah the first Armenian woman to be voted man of the year Armenian woman in progress lawyer student social justice activist kind of underwear entrepreneur to be voted man of the year by gentlemen's quarterly a magazine then- deeply lacking in readership and this is not just shit on GQ all magazines are lacking in readership just but, saying. But then GQ's going to come out with the real man of the year. Like, whatever. I don't know. It was confusing. Even the the photo shoot. First of all, Kim will never take a bad photo. Like, that's... Whether or not she looks good or not, it will never be the question. Yeah, you look great. Face card never declined. The creative direction yeah, is weird as all fuck. your time and money on making sure that you look good. So You look course, fine. Yeah, I don't understand fine. why half... Like, two shots she's in, like, androgyny drag... Like, and and then I, I, I kind of glanced at the article. I'm not reading it. I know way too much about Kim, so I can't read it anymore. But I think they talk it, like, even, like, her own family comes in and starts talking about Robert Kardashian Sr. So now I'm like, is she supposed to be dressed like Robert Kardashian Sr.? And then you got there a picture of her, like, working out. Like, their obsession with the men in their lives is already weird. Then you have this obsession with, like, the workness, like, the entrepreneur. I, re- I mean, I... We're both women who have worked in industries where it feels like women who want to, like, achieve higher success have to play this caricature of a man where it's, like, Wolf of Wall Street cosplay. Like, it's very, it just felt, like, really outdated. And I I think it goes to the show, too, with Kim. And GQ's, and this is, again, it's not just GQ. It's every magazine. Wall Street Journal just did it with Kylie's Innovator thing. It's pay to play now because they're having to compete with the internet. And meanwhile, the world is like on fire. So everyone's attention spans are like ants. So 
there's PR people like working in the background, like constantly to put these things together for their clients, the client being Kim in this situation. So it's like this really half-baked idea that it's like, she is such a girl boss that she's a boy boss. Well, even and- like I saw a quote from, uh, what's her name? The greed girl, Jenna Greed, Jenna Greeds, you know, the one that does Good American, she does Skim, she does Safely, now she's doing Kai. Oh, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Emma. Gemma or Emma? I want to say it's Emma, the, the one who's like the brains behind Yeah, all Emma Greed. Yeah. She was Gemma because that's a funnier name to me. Not Emma funny in a, like a real yeah. way. I mean, I think Gemma is just a fun name. Emma. She was saying like Kim is the Michael Jordan of influencers. And like you have kids that have never seen Michael Jordan play, but they wear Jordans, and their people have no, don't watch the Kardashians, but wear skims. No, that's not even remotely accurate. I don't think anyone who doesn't, who doesn't watch, watch the, <laughs> anyone who has purchased skims either likes the Kardashians, unironically, or begrudgingly has purchased skims, hating that they're giving money to these people. And I think that's that's such a small margin of the people purchasing it. The tiniest, like, but I'm just saying to your point, Kathleen, that it was a more like a girl boss. And my, this is a male magazine that a magazine, the man that, which they cater to is a straight heterosexual machismo man. They are not reading that article and Kim doesn't have her boobs out. They're not, they're not looking at the pictures. (laughs) That type of magazine's outdated. I mean, Max, Maxim is already like, um, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to look it up because I don't care. But like that era of like when we were teenagers where these gentlemen magazines would be like Esquire, Maxim, GQ were like, and GQ's to be fair, has tend to focus on fashion. But again, everyone's dying to like stay relevant these days. Even Anna Winter with the Met Gala. She's like inviting TikTok people and all that jazz. It's like, can't knock them. But it's like, yeah, there's just something so like it's just this constant pump where it's like we don't know why we're getting this. We don't know why we're getting it today. Yeah. Like yeah. who's the audience? Like your average teenager either doesn't even know who their Kardashians are or they really don't like them or they don't care or they're like I don't know, like I can't even finish a sentence. So it's like who that it was just it felt very like just sloppy on those where they're just like let's try this and the concept like i said it just felt kind of like oh it's so edgy but it wasn't really thought through like it didn't have a point of view it didn't have a point of view i wish they would have stopped the man because she works hard and i'm like what year is it and and like the girl boss thing was criticized five six at least years ago like that whole like idea of being girl bossy and like doing all your things has already been sort of debunked as a platform i wish they just would have stuck to a theme like they would have kept her in this androgynous okay whatever but it went it's i mean like there's one picture where she's just in like little shorts a dash t-shirt and weights and i'm like what is that and then she has a gown ball gown on (laughs) and supposed to look like a fitting and then she's at like a desk dressed like a man it is all over the place. I feel like it shows how surface level their like ability to comprehend public opinion is at this point because they're so like insulated that it's like I feel like she put the dash shirt on like 
oh, this could be like a viral nostalgia. Moment. Yeah, exactly. They love the <laughs> reference. They love to talk about a person who died and doesn't live anymore. Like all these things. But it's it's surface level. It's not thought through. It's not connected. It's not a concept. It's just can I get clicks? And and to our point, we say every fucking week of the show that we're being held by nobody's gunpoint to do. They just keep doing it. Like like every day it's a new thing where it's like oh my god look at this thing that i did like how am i supposed to consume all this and have any sort of impact whatsoever i can appreciate kim trying to do something new but i still think if you're gonna do gq bitch go get in a bikini (laughs) go give give it give it all you got (laughs) you're gonna do the fashion thing where you're like again the male I'm a woman, but I'm a male, and it's because I'm a businesswoman. That whole thing seems just super outdated and stupid. But if you're going to do that, like, make it camp. Like, dress like my cousin Vinny or something. Well, like, that's why that would have been nice. I don't know. It was just confusing. It wasn't like, it was like they had the idea, and then they just kind of, like, they could have really played up and really got creative with, like, a sexy androgynous thing, play with the masculine and feminine looks. Because, again, this is a male magazine. You were trying to attract, at least I thought, attract men to the magazine. You've got to play into that a little bit. But it just had, it, it was very confusing. I, I said she was drag race every single yeah, day. Of there it is. Pretty much. You got to have the theme. You got to make the theme clear. Mm-hmm. If you have to explain it. Exactly. It doesn't work. Kim was in drag, by the way. There's people on our Instagram saying she's not in drag. This is literally the definition of drag. She is in drag. And speaking of drag race, like, there was many years where, like, they didn't, they kind of, like, didn't want to include trans drag queens. Now they Mm do. And now there's a big push for male presenting queens or kings. I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, drag queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive me if I'm I'm ignorant on this subject, but I've seen there's been a really big push to try to make this show because the show is such a big platform for I mean drag's huge outside of drag race. Yeah. But we're wasn't there a straight guy on the show once? Lame yeah. Maddie yeah. Morphis is a big deal. And then it ended up being, you know, an interesting sort of like experience for everybody and all the queens that were like on it were like, no, actually it's fine. Like we prefer people to know about it. It's like the safe space thing is really important, and Maddie like acknowledged it. But yeah, now there recently there's like a king that I think again. I'm sorry if I didn't prepare for this, but I think they were on like an international season or something. Yeah. But so pushing for more of that representation of like yeah, there's a lot of different versions of drag, and uh-huh. it's the point of drag. As much as I love the funny parts and like the snatch game, all that. It is a, it's an art form. It's a, it's a presentation that people put like a lot of thought into. So like, it's not just like Kim does whatever with like changing the color of her skin and her wigs all the time. It's like, she can just do this and it's like, oh, and someone can be like, that's not drag. It's like, well, what if someone's lifestyle is that? Like, what if they, if she's made, if she's making a statement or if she has a point of view, it's interesting. If she's just doing it willy nilly to see if like, She'll get engagement. It's not really interesting. Cancelable or like let's run pitchforks down to the hidden hills. No, I'm just saying I'm bored 
by her lack of a point of view. And the health net cup in the <laughs> picture is hilarious. Um, also, she did a photo shoot for her holiday. I don't know what this is. Um, it's not a magazine. I think it's a mock magazine. Um, I think she was trying to go with the 70s over tanning. Oh, tan- yeah, this like ski bunny lady. Yeah, tan lines under your eye from probably your goggles or something. And then the blonde wig. Um, this had more of a direction. Very, I understand my, the theme. My culture is not a costume, Kim. <laughs> I live in a ski town. <laughs> I understand the theme. Again, I, I just I just recognize that this stuff is not for me, and I just keep scrolling. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'm not in, super into it, but I'm like, this. she's not talking to me at this moment. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, that, again, how are we supposed to even consume, process, critique, like, purchase? We can't do any of the things that creating content is to provide if she does it nonstop. Yeah. That's a good point. It's like, um, if it's all the same thing, like for example, I think last week she went to like five events. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't know (laughs) who can keep up. (laughs) And if you're like, you know, a young Reverend Dr. Angela Black China and or, e- or even, like, Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules is a, a, is a good example. Where, like, she had her established fan base. The scandal of, all, of it all happened. She literally said, like, I will take every single freaking offer, deal, whatever that's thrown at me to secure my financial future and, like, help buy- my mom buy a house. Like, I don't care about my reputation. Uh, this is why I'm doing it. <laughs> It, a young, hungry person like that, you're like, okay, do whatever. Do a bunch of stuff. You're not concerned about oversaturation. You're just trying to, like, get, you know, strike where the iron's hot. Kim, why are you doing that? Yeah. We don't need to keep striking the iron. It's it's melted. It's gone. The iron's gone. We're tired. Kim, Kim definitely needs to pull back a bit. We always say this, though. Make people miss you. Just Like, Courtney. Well, Courtney had a baby, so that's why. But... People would love to see Courtney out because you haven't seen her in so long. Or like, just let's just Kylie, pull back a bit. Offer a little mystery. Yeah, offer a little mystery, please. Like every event, girl, give give it a rest. All right, let's jump into the episode. The episode's pretty yeah, easy to view. review. I feel like that's it. Yeah, the point of view thing is like you could be throwing shit at our face every single day if we knew it had a, a structure to it. Yeah, it's definitely just to keep the name out there, which is not necessary because you're a big famous superstar. Um, the episode is pretty easy to review. Thank you, Jesus, because only two things are going on. Chris and her hologram and Kim and oh, I guess three things, Kim and the wedding and then them going back to Vegas for the Usher concert, which whatever. Um, the By the way, even the wedding of Chris and Lucas, all three of these storylines seem to like paid. Well, definitely the hologram, right? <laughs> product placement. The product placement was absolutely. Usher, I wouldn't put it past him. 818 was 818 or something. But even Chris and Lucas felt very much like they got something out of this. I don't know what, but they got something. Like Kim was like, please, we don't have any content. (laughs) Please let us film the wedding. I'll pay for it. Um, The episode starts with a safely dinner party (laughs) at Emma Greed's house. 
I mean, they will have a dinner party for the opening of a paper bag if you if you let them. I have no idea what the point of this dinner was. The guest list seemed weird because it was all women. And Chris kind of made the hint that they're all entrepreneurs. But then I saw Jeannie Mai at the table and got extra confused all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paris and Kathy were there for some reason. Like, it was the strangest thing. But nothing feels like, again, we always say this. It doesn't have to be like the Blair Witch Project level of authenticity or something, but like none of it feels thought out. Like if you wanted this to seem like a more interesting dinner, you'd have people coming in and would say like what they're invested in or like have a couple side conversations. But instead it's like Paris Hilton's like, my son is tall. He's three months. (laughs) There's Chloe. Uh, Like it was very odd it just felt like we have to have we have to have a scene right now we have to film today so here we are well it's like we talk about the storytelling is just not there you're constantly watching the show being like where are you guys who is this the safety products like i just said yeah it felt like the entire thing was a product plug i don't know how about you like cleaning some shit or something <laughs> standing talking with kathy hilton about how your mom is naggy for like 20 minutes and paris hilton was like yeah i have a baby like, why are uh-huh. we here? Is there a new, it's like, a, a purpose cleaner coming out? Um, it's a baby. Um, it's tall. It's very interesting having a baby. So anyways, um, how long do we have to be here? And mind yeah, you, Safely it, is literally a cleaning supply company. Another reason I'm confused on where we're having a dinner. Like, is there a new dishwashing liquid scent that we're about to launch? Like, it's very strange to have a dinner for this. Well, and I think it also, and it's funny because I said this last week, I was like, give us the numbers. Tell us something. Because, like, I enjoy hearing Emma talk, like, on Shark Tank. And, like, Chris kind of touched on, like, the numbers and stuff. But she barely talked about what safely actually was. It's like, like, Google it. <laughs> you can Google it. Like, and again, they always say, it's sold out. What does that mean? How much did you have? How much did you sell? Da, 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 da. Like. Why did you, why did you even. Party? Why aren't there little kiosks with the cleaner like on it? Why isn't there some person being paid to be a demonstrator? Like, still don't even know why Chris elected to go in the cleaning supply space. Uh. I'm telling you, every time that they have, especially after I met with the man that used to do her like QVC stuff, every time they get something thrown at it, at them, they look at it and decide if it's worth their time. None of them are waking up and being like, I don't know, a cleaning product. No, someone who had a cleaning product came to her and was like, hey, Chris, you want to sell this shit today? We can have a dinner party. <laughs> you had me at dinner party. Um, yeah, speaking dinner of party, we will not show the product like at all. And we won't really even talk about what it is. But it's selling. Also, we love girl bosses. Hashtag supporting girl bosses. Um, at while Paris is talking, she brings up something about how she's going to get into holograms and AI, and that's when Chris is like, "Oh my God, such a good idea! That's what I'll do." Then we go to dinner, and Chris and Chloe are basically just chatting. And Chloe's like, "I want you to note that none of your other kids showed up, but I showed up. But yet you treat me the worst." And Chris is like, "He he he! Oh, Chloe, I love you." Uh, Chloe's toxic, trauma-based personality disorder, like. I'm well, mad at you. I was going to say. Come. 
And then tell you all your good children suck. It's like, I was like, well, she's not wrong. She does get treated the worst. I mean, she, I mean, it was tongue in cheek, but it was like, it had a little truth in it too. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you do get treated the worst. (laughs) Well, and then she's like, well, it was later in the episode, but nonetheless, when she's like, I'm so anxious. I didn't bring any of my beta blockers for the millionth time. Chloe go to actual therapy. Like, please, for the love of God, <laughs> this was such a weird decision to make this your character line. Like, oh, took, I'm mad at my mom, took but I hate her. Personality. <laughs> yeah, but none of my other siblings are here, so mom, love me the most because I have a complex because my uh, the person you said was my dad's and my real dad. Nonetheless... So that scene ends, and then we just end up at what I'm assuming is Kim's house. Maybe her, I think it was her house. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? But her, they could it, just have like a warehouse. With yeah, like I, it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> Remember Nor- how they had the that talk show that Chris had had like the staircase? They built it like her house. Yeah, I feel like we could be at that level now, and we wouldn't even know. Stay a sound stage. We're just at a sound yeah. stage now. <laughs> And, um, you know, North makes an appearance, which is very funny. And she tells her mom, you need a pimple patch. And I'm thinking it's all that fucking skin by Kim. She's probably using, breaking her out. Um, so this is where. Hey, Kim, what's that? Does that still exist? Girl bosses? <laughs> Girl boss. This is where we find out about Chris marrying Lucas and how they got engaged. Da, 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 da. They got engaged at some restaurant and allegedly Lucas like got some something from the caviar tin to make Chris's engagement ring. Clarification too for the listeners at home. We're now switching to C H R I S. Oh yeah, Chris, Chris Appleton. Appleton. Thank you. Chris A. Hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. A hairdresser, Chris A. And As if it wasn't confusing when Kim wasn't marrying a person named Chris with a K. With that's the red flag. <laughs> yeah, another like, what are you doing? But much like that, that you bring that up, when I watched that wedding special, I was like, oh, you guys shouldn't be getting married. Because Kim hated Chris all the way up to like the last 20 seconds of her walking down the aisle. Like, it's like, you shouldn't be marrying him if you're this miserable. Into, it's, we've said this before i think this sort of like early on criticism of kim of like she did it for the cameras or whatever i get that she was too freaked out to back out because she put so much pressure on this thing and they had all these brand deals and stuff but was it pre-calculated no but yeah you could watch those episodes and be like she was just obsessed with the idea of getting married because which a point Natalie will always make. Chloe had gotten so much attention marrying Lamar. Oh, she couldn't take it. She couldn't fucking handle and then, it. And then Kim was like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me. Watch me get an NBA player. Yeah. Bitch. At her rehearsal dinner, she was like asking people, is it normal to hate him? Like they're like, uh no. <laughs> yeah. But um, they fate so Chris and Lucas. So Chris FaceTimes Lucas, Chris the hairstylist, and they ask him to officiate. And she's like, "Oh my god, yes, of course." Then she tells them because she's a lawyer that they need a prenup. She, she they didn't even she didn't even let them get to them asking her to officiate. She said it like seventeen times during this conversation because Chris is like leading up to it. Yeah. And then he's like, well, Lucas wants to ask you something, so we're going to call. 
She brings him like five times. Before, uh, did you guys get a prenup? Then Lucas answers the FaceTime. That's the first words out of her mouth. She's like, hold on. Did you get a prenup? And like, she, she thinks she's being funny or something. She thinks it's a bit. I don't know. She did Saturday Night Live. And Amy Schumer helped her. I'm not really sure what she understands comedy to be. And yeah, that it was the first words out of her mouth. Yeah. And then she said she can write it up because she's a lawyer, which <sighs> you can't actually because you have not passed the bar and you legally could not be the person who wrote the prenup. Well, first of all, anyone can write a prenup. You, like Kathleen had said before we started right. recording, you, you, you can, can go online <laughs> and cannot plug and chug a prenup. It's You need someone who is an actual lawyer to notarize it, to make it official. Everyone's got to sign it, but, you know, Kim's got to... Pass the bar first, bitch! Kim's got to throw the lawyer thing in there. And so she's like, okay, we're going to do that. Um, this is where Chris learns that Kim has been married, I guess, for a third time. In Vegas, that was her first wedding, which, how close of friends are they? The fact that he was like, what? You've been married? When they were like, we're BFFs. And then. What? I didn't know that. Like, how long ago? Six Six years. years. (laughs) That's not that long. Six of all, he remembers it. She doesn't. Right. Six years. And it's supposed to be this funny little comedy bit. And I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, I'm not even offended. I'm just confused. And then Chris, again, who has children older than Lucas, is like, oh, you were married before Kim? Yeah, and make no mistake, Chris is an employee. Like, I know they they have a great relationship, but, like, this was Jen Atkins six years ago. We don't know where she's at. Even Mario did a better job of kind of, like, keeping the The boundaries. boundaries (laughs) You know, like, he kissed Kim's ass when it was in the name of, like, promoting her brand but like contour stick (laughs) like stepping into the personal zone with kim is an issue and you will get burned you know yeah but it was so crazy when he was like so he rewards what you've been married in vegas i'm like yeah hello that was her first wedding and the fact that he asked if she had a prenup for the first wedding no because she was marrying someone with she was 19 (laughs) well she was marrying someone with money so she's not going to ask him for a prenup And I think he actually ended up having to pay her fucking money when they divorced. Kim always getting the bag. Always getting the bag. Um, That's all she cared about. That's why it's funny to like go back to those moments. It's like she was ready and willing to do absolutely anything to further her social status. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. But now. But now, I don't know. I mean, we, we say we miss it, but now it's almost like. now It probably wouldn't fly in today's world. But we're in a weird space where she's still acting like that girl. And it doesn't make sense. Be- it's a disconnect because she is a superstar now. So now she, when she does it, you're like, uh, you don't need to do that. Well, even today, like Van Lathan was getting roasted all over the Internet. It's like, yeah, just a few years ago. Kim was like, I'm in my Doug funny suits. I'm going to the White House. I am so serious. And so to see her like doing this weird, like, I'm a teenager that's like single again. And like she she's trying on so many personality hats right now that it's like overwhelming. And along with the product launches, it's like it's hard to even keep up with. And none of them are believable because I don't I don't think she's knows what 
hat she feels like wearing on any given day. It's like, please. Like when she's going through the, the yeah. Skims product, she's like, this one's like, I just hate itchy stuff. So this one isn't itchy. Like I watched that today and I was like, oh Lord, this is your like, first time seeing this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like I just I love miss this. It has a hood. Days of Kim because she was focused. Yeah. She was like, I will do literally anything to become famous. We missed the grind. Brandy's mom's credit card. Yeah. It was like, it was focused. I didn't, it's not like you were an, a model of ethics, but at least we knew who you were. Like now it's like, I'm not even entertained because it feels like every day you wake up and you're like, I have to like pedal a good and like pretend to be relatable and like make a TikTok with North after she locks me in my room. Like everything is very like, it's all over the place yeah. right now. It's a bit all over the place. Like, even speaking of Chris, because everyone knows, or everyone knows, <laughs> the two of you that listen to this, I do not like how the way Chris does uh, Kim's hair. Like, I feel like every, well, before the Marilyn Monroe, but the Marilyn Monroe bleach job, I think, ate Kim's hair up and maybe some irreversible damage is why she wears so much wigs and extensions all the time. Specifically, her hair in the confessional on this episode was a fucking mess. It looked terrible it was terrible it and i have said this since the beginning of say bible i didn't know anything about wigs until we started doing say bible (laughs) the my understanding white girl the shake and go or it's like a wig that like you don't have to do yeah Yeah. that's what it looked like it looked like she just like plopped this random wig on her head and she's telling us this man is her hairstylist like changed her life and we're like what the why is she wearing that weird wig right now and then you also know that he's doing jennifer lopez's hair and she's looks great and you're like are you a bad client like does he hate you like what is going on does she have too much creative control over it like i'm sure jennifer's like all i want is just something simple you know or do that kim's like yeah bleach this and then clip that in and actually can we do it this way the hair is a mess why wouldn't they be they're like disappeared joyce (laughs) she was like told them jen atkins where are you at Yeah, like they, if they want their friends to go away, they make it happen. So it's like, Chris is probably like, all right, whatever, I'll bleach your hair, you dumb bitch. If you want me to bleach your hair in an hour, I guess that's what we're doing. Because her hair, I I know that shit is ate up. Like, I know it is just damaged beyond fucking belief. And I get pissed off every time I see Chris in having hands in her head. Because I'm like, what you, I, can't, I guess I can blame both of them. Like, what are you both doing? What is going like her confessional hair? I hated that. Yeah, it's very like what is I don't even know the word anymore. Just like a yes person where he's just like, yes, looks great, Kim. And he just like plops something on her out head. there. <laughs> looks but amazing. We don't know, like, God forbid anyone tells Kim, like, maybe don't do that. Yeah. It'll either like fuel a hatred in her that will like spawn off like four other product lines. Or she'll make you disappear. So it's like, he's just like, I need to be on this show because I have college students to pay for. And now I have this child boyfriend. Like, I don't even know. But yeah, it's like, he's not really doing his job. But he doesn't want to lose his job. She's delusional. The updo she keeps wearing, like the updo that she had the skim, the skims and uh, that, how do you pronounce that? Scorsese, not Scorsese. 
Swarovski? Swarovski crystals? I like Scorsese. Scorsese crystals. (laughs) Marty would love that. (laughs) It's the same updo from the fucking Balenciaga show. And I'm like, why do we keep doing this prom hair? I'm tired of it. There's plenty of times I just don't believe that they didn't just glue that bun (laughs) to her head, which would be fine. But they want to make it it seem like it wasn't her. Wasn't that at the Met, too? She had the fucking yeah. prom hair. I'm just tired of it. Oh, And, like, Chloe, Chloe's weird-ass bun in the gym. And then the la- later in the episode, which we'll get to, Chloe's like, oh, my God. I hate showing up when I haven't had glam. And, like, literally throughout the next, like, five minutes, <laughs> she slowly gets more and more makeup on, and her hair is more, like, quaffed. And I'm like, can you guys just... Is it is it a big deal if you're ever just honest? Um, during this conversation, you know, uh, Kim's like, you know, we should go see Usher afterwards and maybe get tattooed. And this is where she reveals that she got an infinity sign tattooed in her inner lip after the SNL appear after her Saturday Night Live appearance. This is the point where I said, oh, the show must be doing that bad where now she's doing the Lisa Renna thing where I'm going to try to say something in hopes that when it airs, it will go viral. Like, I put exactly. a bumper yeah. sticker on a Bentley. Yeah, the, exactly. That's what I, that is, that's what I was saying earlier with even like the JQ too. It's like Kim's thinking is so surface level. And that's not to say that I don't think she can't be strategic. She's just so like addicted to the impulse and the virality now that it's like, her motivation is constantly like, this will go viral. This will go viral. Like, yeah. or even if people hate it, like it's, you know, it's like, she's not thinking stuff through. And even this tattoo thing, I question, I question everything they do always. Thank you to um, keeping up with the continuity errors. Mariah, when you get the tattoos inside your mouth, my understanding is that they fade like really quickly. Mm. Okay. I did hear that. So, this felt staged as well. <laughs> it didn't feel, st- oh, well, not so much staged, yeah, staged in the sense of bringing it, feels it like up. They, did it. they probably did it after the SNL thing. When, like, we saw the pictures and stuff. That's probably true, but I feel like they always want to make it a thing. Where yeah. she's, like, telling Chris and Lucas to get tattoos in Vegas, which is also unadvisable. But the SNL was how many? A year ago now? I think it was like two seasons ago, actually. Maybe yeah, a I mean, season and a half ago or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, generally, my, and correct me if I'm wrong out there, people, but generally the, the mouth tattoos fade really quickly because your your mouth, like, tissue is so much thinner and sheds really fast. So I feel like Kim, again, it was like another one of these cooked up things where she was trying to make it, like, all connect. So she was like, oh, yeah, I'm so wild. <laughs> I've got a mouth tattoo. So she probably went... Like five seconds before they filmed this scene and had someone like Sharpie the inside of her mouth. I put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Okay. Um, so after that, the next scene is I looked down for two seconds and I thought about rewinding to figure out where she was. And again, I was like, doesn't matter. Chris met up with Howie Mandel somewhere. We have no idea how she knows Howie Mandel. We don't know how this happened. Usually you know, was like my good friend, Harley Mandel. And there's like all these like, th- Chris, this is what you should have done for your cleanly or whatever, safely dinner. All these like 
logos and like things like set around for his hologram business. <laughs> it was like, but nor in a normal reality show, something on TLC and Bravo, the person would be like, "Today I'm going to go see Howie Mandel. I've known him for X amount of years. I was trying to find da 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 da, and I realized he has a hologram company. Like, there's like more of a storytelling. Like, what if fucking Howie Mandel have holograms? Now I have to look it up, and I'm not doing that. But it's just well, like, give us some more information, please. Yeah, and I think it always, again, it like always goes back to their in a ability to think ahead of how like the public might consume their shit yeah yeah because when they were early on they, that's all they thought about was like how will the public react how can we keep them entertained how can we keep them interested they're so far removed from that that no one's telling them like you need to say like how the fuck do you know how Mandel? <laughs> like, how does he have this company we don't even care if it's a product plug whatever it's reality tv fine but like Lead in a little bit. Like, what is going on? Yeah. How we act like this is a casual, like, get together. Right. Like, like, like they're yeah, at his house or something. I can sell you your holograms because I'm a businessman who sells holograms. I don't need, no. It's just, like, they they are so insulated from, like, the rest of the world as far as what is good television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're not even gonna get into that. They met up and obviously she's gonna do it, blah, blah, blah. Back to uh, sorry, when I read my own writing again, I read mommy and I have to remember I'm talking about Kim. So back to Kim. Now her, out of the back though. Anytime you need to switch north, just do it. Thank you. I'll just call Kim mommy sometimes. <laughs> we'll just all act like it's normal. So she's now headed to Vegas with Chris. Lucas and their families and friends. They are taking air Kim. Um, so this is where I noted that Chris and Lucas wore the matching fur coats, and that was just a disaster. I think they also had like kind of matching outfits on with like the leather pants and these Night at the Roxbury yeah. shirts. I remember getting really bad vibes for this too, because like I said, it was it was not that far after Courtney's wedding in Italy. Mm-hmm. And Kim was officiating, and she was wearing, like, a very obvious Dolce & Gabbana outfit. I remember just being, like, and this was before we even knew. Courtney was, like, super pissed about everything. I was just kind of like, mm, this seems a little like Kim doesn't like when the focus isn't on her. Well, the odd part about this, thank you for reminding me to talk about this. Even when they were talking about it before they went to Vegas, and then in Vegas when Kim was like, oh, I've got married here. There was no mention that Courtney had just had a mock wedding with Travis at the same fucking wedding chapel. I'm like, how is nobody piecing this together? Or at least exactly. discussing it. Yes. Thank you for being more explicit. I was yeah. thinking like an Italian wedding, but no, you're right. Yeah. I was like, it, uh, Courtney was just here like 30 minutes ago. It felt <laughs> like, you know, when they say like, you order something. <laughs> what I ordered versus what I got. What I got. Yeah. yeah. Or like the getting it. Like from the name brand versus like she and yeah, that's what it felt like. I remember being like, Kim, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was like mildly intrigued by Lucas and Chris, but now I'm like, this feels weird, especially when you see them like, well, the lack of interaction. Like, it, it's they're very strange awkwardness going on, and Kim's like giving advice on the plane ride. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if you're the person, yeah. well, to and- be- <laughs> I don't know how big our male gay audience is, but I would love to know. Like I said, 
after being an observer of Jeff Lethem and Colton, like, is, the, is, is this a common thing where you have, like, a younger, like, newer to the scene guy like Lucas and an older, more established person? Like, is that a normal thing? Like, was this normal? Like, did you see this? you know, dynamic before, I would, I would love to be educated on this subject, please. Um, this is when she's on the, oh, she's on the plane. And I guess before they take off, Chloe's texting her, like she's mad at her. She wanted to go. And then, you know, Kim's like, oh my God, let me call her. Do you want us to have the, send the plane back for you? And Chloe's like, no, I don't have glam. So she's pissed. She's like, I just can't roll out of bed and hop on the plane, which I'm kind of with Chloe on that. It's like, cause again, if you're going to be around your sister, who is Kim Kardashian, it's not like me or Kathleen who are just jumping on a plane and just kicking it. Like, you know, Kim, obviously Kim is in that tight ass Balenciaga dress with full yeah. on glam and Chloe can't do her own hair or makeup. She's already said that before. Damn sure can't dress herself. So she was like, no, you're not going to set me up for failure. Cause she, you know, like Chloe will go viral for wearing some bullshit. <laughs> but again, it was like that weird, like, Oh, I'm Chloe and I can't leave the house because I'm such a mom. And Kim being like, oh, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm so free and single. No, it felt very like pre-planned caricatures because if Kim wanted Chloe to be there, she would have been there. They would have figured out glam. Like all these things, it just felt very much like they're trying to like play up these like personas where it's like Chloe and, and they talk about it later in the episode. Oh, Chloe never leaves. And I'm just like this young, fun, single lady now. It's like, I yeah. don't think the personas are wrong per se, but it just, like, they really want to convince us of them. But Kim's now the fun one, even though she's got, like, the most fucking kids and they're all rowdy and shit. <laughs> like, no one believes her. And, like, she's like, marrying two people who just got divorced. And you're like, okay, could you maybe evaluate? Go so <laughs> so when they landed, Kim had a surprise for the couple. They went to see a small, intimate, private, just for them concert of Shania Twain singing You're Still the One. Because that's their song as a couple. Now, Kathleen, what was your antidote for this song? This is what we need to get into. Chris and Lucas aren't immune to this. Other people have done this same mistake. Shania Twain, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know the exact timeline. I believe when she released Still the One, she was with her husband. That cheated on her with her best friend. So she married his best friend. Now, maybe Still the One wasn't released in all that mumbo jumbo. I don't really... I didn't put a lot of thought into researching this ahead of time. But nonetheless, to Natalie's point, asking Kim for marriage advice, you should not, Shania Twain should not be the pinnacle of love. Literally, her husband cheated on her. Her husband was like her manager, cheated on her with her best friend. And to spite him, she married his best friend. Still the one, you're still the one that I, I love mess. Again, I love mess. I'm not saying uh, Shania Twain is an entertaining woman, but 
Is that the song that you want to choose? Oh, they loved that it. Was- They're crying. It was so emotional. Um, Shania Twain looked terrible. I feel okay saying that. She said she would have voted for Trump, which was a strange. She's Canadian, so I should have gave her a pass. But this was after Trump was acting a goddamn fool. And she's like, absolutely. And she has a residency. So this she also does. felt like a brand. She does. And Kim was like, would you believe Shania's randomly in Vegas this weekend? What are the no, odds? Well, she has a residency. Four to five nights a week, Kim. <laughs> And the, the casino that books her paid you to do this. So thank you. <laughs> Can you believe this? I thought it was also crazy. This I was telling Kathleen before we started recording. This next thing that Kim said probably is the most unhinged, psychotic thing she's said in a while on this show. She was talking about how much she, of course, there's a story. I used to like blast this song all the time. Love still the one. And like I've always said, when I find my person. I'm going to play this and hopefully like one day she can sing it for me and my person. You've been married three <laughs> times. <laughs> You've been married three times. What are you talking about? What are we saying? What well, are we Kim, saying? Again, Kim. Literally in this episode, you go to Usher, which you also say, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with Usher. I die for Usher. You say this about every single fucking person who pays attention to you for 30 seconds. And don't know a single lyric to any You don't know what your passions are. <laughs> I feel like Courtney, where I'm like, do you know what you care about? Do you know who you are? Like, what? Can you go to therapy and like what figure drives out what drives you? you? What drives <laughs> you? I mean, Kimberly was putting it on thick, but to, for her to say, like, I've always wanted to hear the song with the one. You've been married three times, so you're telling me not once in any of these weddings that you're like, hey, let's put on some Shania Twain, still the one. How much did you brainwash and gaslight us to think how fucking special you and Kanye were and then pretend when he was doing weird stuff that didn't exist and you want to be like, I still, I'm at my still the one person. <laughs> okay, well then, why would I excuse all of Kanye's horrible behavior that you screamed at me to understand? No, I was like, wow, this is getting crazy. Well, I'd rather her say, like, you know what? I think if I got married next, I would make this my wedding, like something like that. Not I like- love this song, or be like, oh, I love nostalgia. Like this reminds me so much of a time. Blah blah blah. Just that, no. yeah. What? I want to play my what? person. Yeah, Shania's person, her husband who left her for her best friend, and then she married his best friend. Like, who? What? Who are your references here? Jesus Christ! I was like, can't even marry three and times. Like, uh, <laughs> well, let's not do this. <laughs> I can be a dumb bitch all the time, but like, mm, you should never really put all your eggs in one basket with. Any couple, much less a celebrity couple, like you can't bank on them. You don't know what's gonna happen. So of course, Shania Twain and Lucas and Chris, you can't bank on any couple. Yeah, couple goals, not a real thing. Don't do well, that. The good thing is nobody was saying couple goals to these people. Like they were. <laughs> I think we all knew the clock had started ticking. Like we knew this was not. We're like, new. oh, this. It seems fun. Absolutely you know, not. Fun, but whatever. Um, back in LA, which I hate that they keep saying that because they do not live in LA, but 
all the graphics say Los Angeles because they think the viewers are stupid and they just want to say Los Angeles to help them out. I get it. Shout out to any of our listeners that are international. Hidden Hills, Burbank, Calabasas, Malibu. LA is a weird spread out place. Yeah. And each, I mean, even New York, Manhattan is small. And the boroughs are like distinctly identified. LA is bigger than that. And Huge. it's not really <laughs> distinctly identified. But the culture needs is very different. <laughs> yeah, like they'll show like like this show will be like Los Angeles and they'll go in the Calabasas or Hidden Hills, or they'll show like Ventura. And then they'll be at Chris's house. I mean, Chris lives nowhere Ventura's near. Ventura's like practically to Santa Barbara. <laughs> Chris lives Again, nowhere near. People Ventura. who don't live here, that's a lot far away. It's like yeah. a hundred miles. <laughs> Case in point, this is why fucking Kylie told that bitch Kendall, I will not be taking you home to Beverly Hills from Palm Springs. <laughs> Driving across downtown LA, like hard of LA, you. fucking sucks. Yeah, you have no. like a million like spread out suburbs. People, people outside of California. I want you to know they're lying. This is why I stood with Kylie in that argument. It, Hell, fucking LA no! I'm not taking you home. Spread out. The freeway system is horrible, including they just shut out or shut down I-10 because there was fires happening underneath it. And our governor or whatever he is now, Gavin Newsom, was like, uh, we'll hopefully have this open in a few weeks. LA. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I've been in China. LA. People drive like an hour a day each way. To go like across Down the street. The city. So I want you guys Even to know when they say LA, they're lying. Like LA doesn't explain the further ecosystem that is Southern California and how difficult it is to get around there. And even late at night, like, don't think because it's 2 a.m., there's no traffic. There's, there's always fucking never, traffic. No, never, no. <laughs> and again, and these people have private jets. They have golf carts in their gated communities. They have helicopters, like driven cars. Like even if they have to go like across, you know, the Burbank or the 401 or something, they have a private car. They're probably in the back sleeping. And again, that is why Kendall was out of her fucking mind to ask Kylie to drop her off in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like, no, you can get your own car. I mean, like, that always blew we, my mind. Like, get your own lived in San Francisco, which is teeny tiny. If someone asked you to go to a different neighborhood, you were like, no. When my friends moved to North yeah. Beach, all right, well, it's been a great friendship. I will not like, be over there. Stops, I'm not doing that. <laughs> or God forbid, before Lyft and Uber, if someone lived in Oakland. I don't cross the bridge. bridge. You were like. I didn't start crossing the bridge for friends until I started working for the Raiders and got friends that lived in Oakland. And even then, I would spend the night because I'm not doing that. And that's, don't get it twisted. That's nothing against Oakland. It's the ability to move. It's the effort. It's difficult. (laughs) And then you're on BART for like an hour and you don't know if someone's going to be singing to you (laughs) or like trying to steal your clothes. Like, and you still have to come out of the sewer and be like, how do I get back to my house? Like, yep. 
I would, especially if I met a dude that lived in Oakland, I'd be like, ugh, I don't know if it's going to work because I don't like crossing that bridge. (laughs) If you think about it, again, to our folks outside of California, it's like San Francisco Bay Area is maybe like a dime. L.A. is like a 50-cent piece. Yeah, it's it's widespread. It's very widespread. It's a lot bigger. (laughs) And everybody drives. Yeah. So. You're going to be on the roads for a really fucking long time. It's like if you're watching a 49ers game, they're always showing San Francisco. Like, they're not in San Francisco. <laughs> they're not in San Francisco. Like, I stayed in a hotel that was a quarter mile from the Giants or the Niners stadium for Beyonce. It took us a 20 minute rickshaw, like, bike guy ride to the stadium cost $90 for each of us on a bike on a bike <laughs> yeah it is not San Francisco yeah it's not San Francisco I don't if, know. if you wanted to drive it would have taken you like five hours to get from yeah. you guys yeah because the traffic the traffic's insane because the traffic yeah oh yeah yeah um what are we talking about? Oh, you know what? Back in Los Angeles at Chris's house, this is just um, a testament to how bad this show has gotten. Uh, they were Chris, Chloe, and Corey Gamble were celebrating. I don't know why Corey was there, but celebrating Kendall's new horse that was born. So they had a cake and some gifts. Oh, and the only takeaway from this scene was that Kendall said she wants kids, at least two, but she likes her life. She likes her freedom, and rightfully so. But then this is when Chris is talking about Tatum and that she thinks that he has the spirit of Rob Kardashian Sr. And when she looks in his eyes, she just sees his little soul. And the genes are real. End quote. Now you all, not you all, a couple of people have been writing in about, <laughs> about Tatum. They're putting it hard. And like I've said it so many times, Chris is a better actress than some of her daughters. Mm-hmm. Baby, even I saw through these lies. I don't know how Tatum was conceived or whose genes were responsible, but they want us to believe so bad that he is a descendant of Robert Sr. I'm like, why? Why is that a thing that we need to believe so bad? The genes are real. As if we didn't watch a whole, like, two episodes from Keeping Up of, like, a DNA test maybe <laughs> happening and all this other stuff. Like, why, why now? Or why in general? But also, I think there is an overlap. We talked about a little bit last week. Where Chloe has, like, weirdness about Chris cheating. And I think Chris has a weirdness about cheating. Courtney does, too. Because I don't think Chloe is Robert's child. And I know that's shitty to say out loud. It sucks. We've said it before. And yeah, Courtney's weird too because she probably knows. So yeah. this whole thing, why do you keep saying it? Why? Who cares? Why can't he just be a cute baby? Um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about, oh, and I was, when she said the jeans are real and she's talking about all this stuff, I always wonder how like the production keeps a straight face. Like Like, how does the producers and the camera people and the boom guy all just not bust out laughing? Like, girl, now come on, girl. If I had a nickel (laughs) 
every time I said, doth protest too much. Like, girl. Podcast, I wouldn't be poor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah, I was like, I was like, why is this scene in here? It's weird. Please make it stop. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, let's move on. So that happened there. And then we're back in Vegas for the wedding, which Kim did not prepare for, which another fucking red flag. Uh, think if you get asked you to officiate. You don't think you're a lawyer, bitch. <laughs> did not prepare do? for. All what a lawyer does is prepare. She said she'd have time, child. She's going to wing it. So they had their little 10-minute wedding. Uh, then they went to Usher. I guess they had a good time. They didn't really film any of that. So they, the next scene is just all of a sudden Kim is having a workout with Chloe, you know, right after Vegas, which their workouts are very funny because they have poor form. They work out like people that don't work out, which I think it's funny every time someone does a TikTok about like how bad their like, workouts oh, are. She was hungover. She's going to be punished. And she and wasn't hungover. Like mm-hmm. Chloe's wearing her weird bun. That makes her look bald, like everything. But I was like, all right. The workout Can propaganda is still going on. They like get they a beat of sweat or something. They always have to be like every season. There has to be one or two or more scenes in a gym. Like we've got to be filmed working out. They work well, no, out. This is a side note. For one, if you go to Vegas, the people there can't officiate. Also, two, if they wanted Kim to officiate, I can promise you, as someone who has had a wedding officiated, it takes about five seconds on the internet. Kim being like, I'm a lawyer. I could do that for you guys. It was so stupid and annoying. It really, that, I know I shouldn't get so annoyed by her, but I'm like, it's just the little minutia. You know, it's like, why do you keep me the plug in that? I thought it was funny. She kept calling herself a minister. I'm like, you're not a minister. You're not a minister. Relax. A person. Fucking relax. <laughs> and Las Vegas County has like the loosest laws about officiating. That's why you can go through a freaking drive through marriage, whatever. Yeah, no, it's not difficult. It's not hard. Drive through chapel. It- I literally had my friend sign up on a website that took five seconds to marry us. Yeah. That's quite easy. Not a lawyer. Not a (laughs) minister. Well, Chris isn't a lawyer and she does weddings. So there you go. Exactly. Guy Fieri does weddings. Like, it's not. The mayor of Flavortown does weddings. (laughs) The mayor of Flavortown. The mayor of Flavortown. I have some qualms recently. He met up with the orange man at a UFC event and it made me really angry but Mayor Flavortown has a lesbian sister and when they passed the uh, act for gay marriage Mayor Flavortown did this wedding ceremony in Florida where he married like a hundred lesbian couples oh that's interesting good for him since then I've had some issues with him, but yeah. Two steps forward, one step back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rich people, unfortunately, is a common thread. If you have money, you just become an evil person. Uh, Potentially. Potentially. Um, 
I was going to say something. I'll say it off here. Um, so at this workout, they, you know, Kim's like, we've got, I got to go back to Vegas. So you, it's Usher, yes, yes, you're so good. Da, 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 da. This is where Chloe gets kind of weird. And I think you touched on this earlier when all of a sudden she has so much going on. She's like, I just have so much going on. I don't think I could take a trip right now. Really? I would not emphasize taking a private plane from Southern California to Vegas as a trip. That is a 45 minute plane ride. Gate to gate. You can do it in a and day. It's we not a trip. Seen, we've not seen them go do it. And then there was like thunderstorms or whatever. So they had to come back. Yeah. Then later in this episode, we see Kim is like, I have to come back at 1 a.m. for my spray, spray tan. Spray tan. Yeah. What? Yeah. And also, Chloe, is this again your weird sick demented like issues? Where you don't want to leave because you don't know, like, what Tristan's going to do or, like, if Amari is, like, taking care of. Like, I don't know why they've assigned this caricature to Chloe. Distressed out. Oh, I've got so much going on. Like, if I had a private plane that could leave from a private airport go to Vegas for five seconds to see Usher and come right back so that my sister could get a spray tan and I could go to bed with my children. I don't even have kids. It, like, this isn't a believable storyline. Who's writing this plot? Unless, like I said, unless she gave a little more like, okay, can you be specific? What do you have going? Do you got dream? Do you, like, does dream well, stay at your house now? Like earlier, she was like, I'm so mad. She's going to Vegas. It just... Can we get some better screenwriters in the room? Yeah, because the, the issue initially was, oh, I'm at home, bored at the house, and I wanted to go. Then Kim's like, okay, we'll make a plan to go. Well, I don't know. I've got so much going I on. Relate. I can't take a trip right I cannot take a 45-minute trip right now. I've got Kylie, a lot going on. Kylie, whatever sort of arrangement you have with Timmy, I need you to get Marty Scorsese on the phone because we need some script. Writing new scripts, editing. We need some direction. We need some storytelling, bitch. Lost because none of this is making compelling TV. Speaking of non-compelling TV, the next scene is the hologram scene. I mean, we can touch. I mean, basically, God, I hate even that I have to talk about this. Chloe's at a photo shoot. They basically sneak the hologram in all over her house. She comes back. She's not expecting to see the film crew. So she's like on edge because that's her new personality. Anxiety, which by the way, which is a actually a new, a new character on the Inside Out movie, Inside Out 2. Gets anxiety. Sorry. Side note. But anyway, um, she's like, what's going on? I'm just so nervous. Medicated in diagnosed. But this was annoying. <laughs> I get it. But it this is a- what are you guys doing here? I can't go in the house. <laughs> so, yeah, that I was her thing. never, ever let Chloe rest. <laughs> and it's not her fault. I think she's a deeply traumatized person. Right. From multiple people. The way she's like, I'm so anxious and then i don't have any beta blockers and we've had wonderful listeners disciples educate us on beta blockers chloe is a severely anti like therapy psychiatric drugs like chloe is very much like just thinks this is just like a thing like it's a personality quirk thanks and listen they all have an element of that kendall 
Like at any yeah. given point time, anyone in this family, except for Chris. Courtney <laughs> is like one of the few anxiety. that has like taken it seriously. And even her, I think she maybe lacks an ability to see it outside of the lens of like their family because, you know, how could you? But if she's at least tried. Chloe literally is like anti-therapy. And I think to your point about Courtney, I think she has a hard time breaking it because she thinks that is like a family theme. Like we've all got anxiety. Like, come on, guys, let's just trauma bond together. Um, but yeah, Chloe, though, it does seem like she would benefit more the most, actually, from talking to somebody. And it doesn't yeah, seem I like hate that's everything. She's like, I'll just take some beta blockers. <laughs> but also, I think that like therapy was like a punishment for Tristan. And also, like, these weird dynamics I have with my mom are just, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, Chloe very much thinks that she can, like, outsmart every single thing. Or with, uh, what do you call that? Weather the storm. You kind of, like, just, like, yeah. well, I'll just. Because I'm so strong. Remember, Chloe is so strong. That's the so thing. She's so strong. And again, anyone out there, I always feel a little bad shitting on Chloe because I really think she is a she's a victim of her surroundings but also like she, as we always say she has every opportunity to figure it out but yeah she it's not that she's like an asshole for like being this way but she is not realizing yeah, she's got to get get away through it. And can I say, I don't think you're shitting on her, more so just making an observation based yeah. on what you watch on the show. Like, shitting on her would be like, what a dumb bitch. Can't you just da-da-da-da? I think it's more like, yeah. what or the like, you're being- People talking about her looks and stuff. I don't like that. Exactly. Like, that We're not, you're yeah. not doing that. It's just based it's on this like, behavior. I can just see. Yeah, I can yeah. just see these, like, you need to go I talk really to somebody. want the girl to go to a real therapist and consider, like, really detaching herself from some of this stuff that has happened to her that's real like I re- like boundaries with Tristan god Tristan alone but even her own family I was just gonna say that yes and I was like we're gonna jump ahead a little bit in this conversation but we'll see that on the next episode it's like how yeah. can she set boundaries and move on and whatever whatever when the fucking family's having meetings with Tristan why are we having You're a like meeting trying to fucking punch Courtney out because she's like all right I found someone who like isn't you guys and I can like move on now which again I don't necessarily think is healthy on its own but it's illuminating to see Courtney realize oh all these things about our family I gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> I gotta go I still love you guys but like what Especially yeah, when you meet someone from on the outside. I mean, Travis isn't that far on the outside. It's not like he's Mr. Normal. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you meet somebody who, like Travis, I don't know him from a can of paint, just from what I observed, but he seems to have a more healthier grasp on family yeah. life. And his and family life seems to be healthier, with the exception of the ex-wife. Also, I think Travis has, like, a notoriety that the family's, like, afraid of. Mm-hmm. And we saw a little bit of that with Travis Scott, but then his star kind of like got all over the place with Astroworld. And also I think, I don't know if he even like liked Kylie, but 
Travis Barker, again, weird. Why do they all have the same names? But yeah, Travis Barker is is a very well-established brand. And not only well-established, but also established in the same like era as them. Mm-hmm. So I think they were a little intimidated by it. So it was like, they kind of like leaned on on the Travis Barker like playbook where if this is what he wanted it's kind of like okay well we can't question that because well they yeah they they're not going to question because you're with Travis Barker now if Scott tried to pull that shit they'd be like no we're your family you you shouldn't spend so much time but I think with Kanye if we want to compare Kanye to Travis because I feel like Kanye has even more bigger cultural you know footprint than Travis the issue is that Kanye I know. I think Travis likes the fame. Don't get me wrong, but I think Kanye oh, was too focused on like, how do we me make me and Kim the power couple and be in your faces? And I want to design clothes. I want to do all this. Whereas Travis, his comes so organically, and it's well, and mm-hmm. Travis again. There's plenty of detractors you could bring up on him, but Travis is the drummer. Yeah, in a band. Yes, that was extremely famous. Yeah. His role was always kind of like be in the background, be kind of quiet. Yeah. Like he had his memoir where he talked about like the craziness that they did and how he's obsessed with Kim, all that jazz. But like Travis's sort of brand that he's built is that he's the third fiddle, not even the second fiddle. Yeah. Uh, so. And, and they're extremely famous. And then coming back around, it was like the timing of it all. And then you have. Kanye, I think Kanye is like extra he's way more famous than this family, I think, can even like manage. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so weird. It's like yeah. if he does something weird, they're just like they just literally don't say anything. Yeah, like, oh so I guess it's fine. Um, but I just think the way Kanye came in the family is totally different from Travis. Like, like you like you talked about, Travis has this quiet demeanor about himself. Very go yeah. with the flow, very just not trying to be the man, like you said, because he plays the third, he's the third fiddle or whatever you want to call it. But Kanye came in like a boom, like an I'm that guy, don't get it fucking twisted. I'm he, gonna be the for forefront. sure. He'd be like, I'm gonna like yeah, orchestrate this. And I think I have enough power and influence to move Kim to Wyoming. Found out he didn't. And that was that. I think Travis knows how to like stay in a, in the pocket in a sweet spot. He would never move to Wyoming, but at the same time, I think he has enough influence. I hate to say influence because I'm not saying he influences Courtney, but I think he has enough. Let me say masculine energy to lead Courtney in certain directions. Yeah. Like, hey, well, we're gonna be in Palm Springs together. Thing. You know, yeah. and I. I'm probably biased in leading that. Like, I feel like Courtney of all the sisters has the most autonomy because she she grew up the most without the shit but at the end of the day i'm i'm not delusional enough to think like she didn't mold her personality when she got with travis Mm -hmm. so like obviously yes she's going to like lean into that but i also think it's fair to say she did some spiritual work she did some personal work blah 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 and she figured out yeah i love my family but they can be like you know. Yeah, but when you have a family like that, because I have friends that have got, I truly believe got married just to get away from their family. And you kind of, they're such a strong presence. Not to say Courtney doesn't love Travis, but I think she saw this. This is my opportunity to build my own family. 
I'm going to do my own traditions. Uh, oh, you guys are going to Mexico. Me and my husband will be in Palm Springs. And luckily she's with Travis that supports her and is like, yeah, let's do that. Versus like Kanye, I think he'd be more like, for, okay, let me say it this way. Kanye used to drag him all around America doing that fucking Sunday service crap. Like God. they would just be everywhere. She'd never be home. Travis would Kanye never do that. Focus to on anything for a second. Exactly. Never forget that. And I'll remind people: anyone who's like, "Oh, he was speaking the truth." No, he could. Him and Kim both could not fo- focus on a project for longer than like thirty seconds. Yeah, and Kanye was like dragging her all around America on Sunday service. Oh, we, and I built this house in Wyoming. We're moving. Travis would never do that with Courtney. At most, hey, babe, do you ever want to live in Wyoming? No. Okay, that's fine. Um, I have a show in Berlin. You want to go? Don't want to go? Like, I feel like it's more of a partnership. He's more considerate yeah. that of her feelings than Kanye would probably be of Kim. Well, and I think he, and this isn't to give Travis credit, because like yeah. you said, I think he does care about like the social image. Exactly. He actually thinks about it. Yeah. Kanye is much more impulsive. Impulsive, yeah. And it's like, yeah. It is not a good look if you're miserable. Yeah. And this is what happened with Kim and Kanye. It's like, yeah, uh, you can't be like completely disconnected from each other. But, you know, we've said it a million times over. Kim and Kanye were both people who went into the relationship thinking they were going to benefit from it. And that that they had the upper hand. Not to mention Kanye has an extreme spending problem because he is spontaneous, right? He's like, I'm just going to buy this. Oh, I don't want it anymore. No impulse control. (laughs) Yeah. So, and Travis has been, like you said, it's been famous and rich for so long and probably managing his own finances where I'm, once again, Courtney doesn't have to worry that with Travis. He's not like, oh God. Remember Kim, remember the Christmas party? Kim was like, we're over budget. Stop buying stuff. (laughs) We're the fucking ugly, who... Whoville fucking trees. I used to pick through it with the finances. She's like, why the fuck are we buying all this? Like, and again, can't do it. <laughs> if anyone wonders why sometimes I have a problem with Kim, you made the party not Chris's for like one year because Connie oh, said. And then it was like Whoville. And then Connie was over it immediately after. Was that worth it? Like, was it worth it? No. Nobody remembers that stupid party with the cotton ball trees. Well, And I hope part of that, too. Kanye can't stay on a single thought. I was going to say, and to that point, I hope that, too, was mostly Kim thinking, like, I will never fucking plan a Christmas party with you ever again. You didn't stay on budget. You kept changing shit. You wanted me to fly in Norwegian ice. I'm not doing it anymore. Kim, Kim doesn't have an original thought in her head. She's like, and I'm not fucking That's okay. It. Let's normalize being a basic bitch that is willing to be like, I don't have the idea, but I would love to hear what other people have. Yeah, it's good that it's in Courtney's and hands. If they're Kanye and they suck, I will say, no, that's not a good idea. I don't think that we should put a bunch of Q-tips in our house for $70 billion and make my mom have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. The Christmas party is better in Courtney's hands, 100%. Yeah. So a we're moving. to be fun. I don't think Kanye or anyone in that camp has that idea. So we're moving past the um, 
hologram thing. They just they just made up. Like Chloe's like, I don't even know what we're fighting about anymore. I don't care anymore. It's whatever. And I think Chloe's attitude more so is like she's been like this for like ever since we started in this business. The bitch isn't changing. So why get upset about it? She will not be at my photo shoot. Uh, she's not coming to my podcast if I, you know, record, if I accidentally say something fucking transphobic, she's not coming to my rescue. <laughs> so forget it. I don't care anymore. And then the next scene, they have a new friend group. I say new friend group because like Kamora was in this group and she wasn't in like the birthday group. But I think the wags are still there. Steph Shep. Uh, what's the PR person's name? Oh, Jen or something? No, 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 no. The PR person that we're always like, did she write this? Oh, Tracy. Tracy and her husband Larry went. Um, so, yeah, they they went. But, you know, like Kathleen said, they had to be back at a certain time because Kim had a spray tan at 1 a.m. Not something that was, like, fully explained. I want, yeah, because I'm like, maybe she has a photo shoot coming up and she just has to do this. I don't know. No, she's, she's just so busy. Natalie, like, studying <laughs> for the bar that, like, I have to do my spray tan at 1 a.m. It is hard for me, someone who loves Vegas, to, con- even if I was rich, I don't think I'd be able to go for, like, a concert and come home unless I had something, something to do because a bitch loves Vegas and I need at least two nights. I mean, I'm kind of out of practice, but you know that Natalie and I have had some, some times. Yeah. I don't even have self-control with drinking. Like there's no way I would be like in any shape to fly home. I would at least need to like sleep there. Like going to a concert and flying home. Yeah. I can't do it. No, again, I didn't have to go through security and like do all these weird things like normal people have to do. Maybe, but no. Maybe. No. You don't go to Vegas to just leave. Come get me to, in the day after next, come get me because I'm The best part of Vegas. Always said it's like adult Disneyland. Yeah. And disassociate and go to like another planet. It's like. After 24 hours. Why would I leave in the middle of the night to get a spray tan? I don't believe the story. I would, if I were a kid, well, again, I get it. She's into different stuff, whatever. But if it were me, obviously, I'll never need a spray tan. But let's just pretend I did. Yeah. I would have them come to my hotel in Vegas and give it to me. Which they absolutely could do. So yeah, <laughs> come to me. Storyline is so stupid. Like, why can't they just tell us the truth? And of course, it's stupid. It's so crazy. It's very stupid. It's so crazy that Kamara Lee was that- there. Because Kamora Lee was in an Usher video. It's so crazy. It's wild. Ah! They probably have the best spray tan on the planet in Vegas. No. It, this was just some stupid ruse to get the storyline. Don't like it. Chloe's Come drinking. Better, get better screenwriters. Chloe was drinking and Kim was drinking, even though Chloe said she stopped drinking, but maybe she makes an exception for like champagne or special events or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I noticed they were up singing. I don't think many of them knew the words that much. Um, it just, I wish, I wish this, this is where, and I get it. They tried to do it for the birthday episode, but this is where they kind of dropped the ball on the show because they could have made this a really good storyline. Like this could have been like on the next episode, we finally go and figure out how to get your, and I don't know why nobody wants to hang out with Kim, but Chloe, like why isn't Kylie on this trip or Kendall? Um, I don't know. It just feels 
very thrown to get like, Kamara, we're filming. Do you want to come see Usher? We're filming. We need people. Okay, call those WAG girls. Okay, who else can we call? That's what it feels like. Like, it didn't feel like a full story. It just kind of was like an afterthought. Like, like it was filmed on an iPhone and they just added it to the show. Like, even meeting Usher after the show was very, like, not as good as it could have been. Yeah, and again, it's like, Okay, again, Usher's like a big deal, but I don't think it's far-fetched to be like, oh, he's maybe managed by similar people, and you just like... And of course, he's... Like Shania, he's doing a residency. So every time any celebrity, including Kiki Palmer, fuck that man, uh, Kenya Moore, anyone else, like, people come to the show... And he gives him a little show. That's what he does. Yeah. Kim wants to be like, I've listened to Usher since I was a baby in the womb. <laughs> no, you're just another person. And I promise you, this was like a PR setup with the residency. Like, it's fine. Can you guys just be less weird about it? But um, the Usher was like, so you guys aren't hanging out? Now I have a spray tan in like 45 minutes. I have a spray tan at 1 a.m. Usher was like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) That definitely seems like a not made up story. Okay. Bye. Usher was like, is this my, is it my line now? Should I, what should I say? Should I be like, oh my God. Behind me with the gun or is she going to come from the ceiling? Especially talking to someone who is literally like maybe a half shade lighter than me about a spray tan as if he's going to be like, you gotta go get that spray tan. He's probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Spray tans. What are we saying here? And why? Why? Why did you <laughs> gotta get a spray tan? And I don't Where know. Did you ever, get a spray tan for the Usher concert. Ever since the Jordan Woods thing, I am low-key disgusted every time I see Kamora. Like the fact that she was that all in the kids' me. business and just acting a straight oh. fucking fool. I've not gotten over it. Her daughters, I think I have better hope for her. No. Especially Aoki. Aoki's gonna Aoki's save like, the world. I hate my <laughs> right? I hate my fucking dad. I hate everybody. <laughs> like, Kamora's 48. When did Jordan do her thing? What was that, like three years ago? So dumb. Let's just say you're 45. You're a 45 year old woman encouraging a woman in her late 30s. To go to war with a 22-year-old child. Your ex-husband is like a predator. Hiding in Bali. Yeah. By the way. Oh, my God. We need to get hard on these girls. Right. When you're. Oh, by the way. Tristan cheated on you like 16 more times and then got a girl pregnant. Right. Shouldn't we be like having this conversation about going over and kicking Tristan's ass? Why are we talking about Jordan? Also, Kimura, one of your ex-husband is sexually assaulting women and has to hide out in Bali. The other one is constantly in in court for fraud. Meanwhile, you have stolen your ex-husband's money in Bali and put your fucking daughter, Aoki, in the middle of it. Just tell Aoki you took that that man's money, allegedly, for entertainment purposes only, of course. Aoki's like, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. Please, just really? crazy. Yeah. Kamora just turned. I, I used to die for Kamora. Like, I used to really love her. She used to have this show called Life in the Fab Lane. And, you know, we all wore baby fat. But now I'm just like, girl. Before we had social media. And yes. social media is enough of a cesspool. But 
back in the day when it was like all you had was like these shows and then you had like the tabloids it was so easy to be like so excited about someone like Kamorley. But now it's like we're inundated with information. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is garbage, but also a lot of it is like, oh, here's all the things that like suck about this person. Yes. You're like, ah, it's hard to get behind anybody. Bitch, let me tell you. So I was the biggest Chris Rock fan, maybe up until like a month or so ago. Even after the slap, because, you know, it's whatever. Jada and Will kind of been getting on my damn nerves lately, so I wasn't really phased by that. But I watched this TikTok, bitch. Changed my world. It was about Chris Rock. You can Google it some, or maybe search on TikTok. Yes. Yes. I just heard about that, too. It's like, can we like Well, you know, because me and Kathleen, we're not that old. So when this happened, I think we were about six so, of course, we, like, missed it. And, like, to Kathleen's point, we don't have – social media and internet wasn't around to keep the headlines there and, like, you know, make a make a big bang. And it's crazy, y'all. Like, I'm not saying he actually sexually assaulted or raped this girl. That's really not the big to-do. The bigger to-do is that he was talking to this guy who was, like, the industry's, quote, unquote, fixer who would, like, make these things go away and, like, threaten the victims and yada, yada, yada. I'm just, which makes it seem like he's guilty, to be honest. But, and then, and he recorded all the phone conversations and you can hear Chris Rock being like, oh, my career's over. And like, I mean, I didn't sexually saw him. I came on her ass. I mean, like, it's explicit. And he's just like, ugh. And the guy's like, I need to be honest with me. Did you do it? He's like, no, I didn't do it. But like, listen, it's not that he did or didn't do it. It's that he was willing to let this man intimidate the victim or intimidate the girl accusing him and like, it's almost like, well, if you are are innocent, why are you going to, to such lengths to silence this woman? Like, what is happening? But And, like, societally, like, what have we created that it's like, well, if the girl did this or, like, well, it's a little gray area. Like, blah, right, blah. right, right. And I hope, I hope the people who listen to us know that, like, in, and I, I don't want to speak for Natalie either, but like, I'm just like a person. I'm just like a random person. I'm not a celebrity. Natalie's not a I'm celebrity. I'm slightly above she random. She has a <laughs> much bigger following than me. But like, we're humans at the end of the day. And like, it's okay to step back and be like, have a, a human lens, you know? And I think, unfortunately, for a lot of celebrities, it's hard for them to have that lens because they have to be like separated from all of it, you know, and and, and keep their career intact, you know, whatever yeah, that means. It's like, and we're people who love entertainment. We love pop culture. We love movies. We love TV. It's like I know that comes at a price of like people whose morals are maybe like gone out the window. It is a weird dichotomy, but at the end of the day, I would like to think as people, we can always think like that doesn't seem right. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, that like that, that, that's exactly right. That's that's that exactly that's exactly what my feelings were when I heard that Chris Rock story. I was like, something's off here. Like, and I'm not saying you did it, sure. but even if you aren't sure, all you have to do is say, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would like to look into that further. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
that's my like driving force and especially with everything that's been going on in like the last month or so I remember when Natalie and I both were like we were teenagers we were like children when 9-11 happened and it's like your whole world gets like literally rocked you have to think about like where am I getting my information what do I think about this like who's telling me what to think about all these things and all you can do as a person is just think about humanity like you just have to be a human first and question the lens at with what you're receiving at all times and we're just you know idiots who are critiquing pop culture and trying to be dumb bitches a reality tv show at that <laughs> yeah that's a even worse show but yeah at the end of the day it's like all you can do is be a human and try to just be like, yeah, fucking shit is crazy. So wild. Um, let's do some Tyra Mail. Tyra Mail. And on that. So it um, looks like I haven't read this, but I'm glancing. I was like earlier today, I saw one of the, the orbs from Vegas with the smiley face. And then it was like 99% Hitler. That was what? my trading list. What's Twitter? For? Oh, trending list on Twitter. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's where we're at. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Being in Vegas, I will be in Vegas next week because it's Thanksgiving. It's yes. giving for a short time. My family loves the Vegas Thanksgiving. I won't be there as long as we usually have because my mom needs to come home for a spray tan. So, uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> No, Vicky has to come home for a spray tan at 1 a.m. So we've got to leave early. Uh, let's see here. It's called Tyra Mail regarding season four, episode seven, a short term fight, which is the one we just reviewed. Hi, Kathleen and Natalie. I'm emailing from Manchester, UK. I love Say Bible podcast. I only discovered you about three months ago and have been watching the Kardashians around 10 years from when I was on maternity leave with my daughter, Alice. Oh, what a cute little UK name. Uh, you always reflect my exact thoughts on the show and how it has morphed into this weird parallel universe where the family thinks the things they do are totally normal. My thoughts on the most recent episode. Further to a previous correspondence theory that Tatum's parents may not actually be Chloe and the dreaded the dreaded Tristan. Oh, God, this girl is so British. I love it. I think Rob is the sperm donor and they had a donor egg. Hence, lack of bonding and also fits in with Dream being a surrogate child for Chloe, too. And biological half-sibling to Tatum. Now, pause. Now, Tatum and Dream do look dead on each other, like... For real, for real. Another case of they don't, oh, sorry. Another case of Doth protest too much with Chris banging on about the DNA is real, harking back to Chloe's biological parentage. Is that parentage? Yes. Yeah. Enough, yeah. Enough people might forget the narrative if you didn't keep going on about it. And they keep, and they keep. Uh, and they're keeping Tristan around to cover up that he's not the father. 
I'm not sure if this all checks out, but why else are they keeping him around? Either to create content for the show at Chloe's expense, or because he knows where the bodies are buried and they know he is a loose cannon and will spill the details as soon as he is out of the inner circle. I would believe that because there's no fucking rhyme or reason. Listen, no, no one's asking for it. No Travis, no. there's no Kanye. They damn sure ain't no Scott, really. But you're telling me, Tristan, is the only person asking for this. Chris Appleton's wedding, all about Kim. <laughs> Chris paid more attention to Kim than his groom, who was so marginalized. I can't even remember his name. Exactly. Was he even miked? Like, <laughs> did he? Yeah, even no, this was plotted. Plotted. She couldn't even be bothered to learn the words for the ceremony. I gave the marriage 12 months top since it was clearly all set up for the show. Well, you're half right. You were halfway there. I think it was six months. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I wonder, to Courtney's point, if the edit happened and then Lucas got released from the SAG strike. Yeah. They were like, no, this is this isn't going to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Kim's like, well, we have to air it. We have nothing else. And Chris's like, I can't. I can't. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed, Kim. <laughs> and Kim's like, you want some skims? <laughs> skims for men. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, that's probably why. That's probably why she did the GQ, because she's doing menswear. But again, to Kathleen's point, they didn't even highlight skims for men. Like a, a, a way she could have did that, I'm fucking genius. It was I'm the best literally idea. Just, oh my god, she's a hot woman, but she's a man, and it's extremely edgy. And also, we are living in the year 1995. She could have had different actors, athletes, whoever, or just models modeling the skims for men, and then she could have just been in the picture. I think no. I feel like that it was right there, Kim. It was right there. Kim it, needed to be in it. She's like, I'm a girl boss. Look at me. My dad was a lawyer and like I'm at a desk. Did you know that I'm, I'm wearing a, desk. a tie? Oh my god, I'm wearing a tie. It's so crazy. I'm such a girl boss. Like I'm getting a law degree and I'm wearing a tie. And I have a meeting. Meetings on meetings. A meeting. Um, this girl goes on to say the Kindle horse cake thing was just yet more dull filler. Who cares? As in the constant, will Kindle ever have a child narrative? As if there is nothing more important than a woman having a baby. The woman is a supermodel. Actually, film some real content from her life and actual career, which I'm sure would be a hell of a lot more interesting than the millionth grandchild being popped out. I agree with that. Like, Chris, how many times are you going to ask her, does she want a baby? Like I said, I'm probably guilty of this. I don't give Chris enough criticism because she's better at like being entertaining. Yeah. The idea that women are baby makers. I'll fight to the death. Chris, you want me to get on the mat with you? I will. But I, but I think it goes back to, I think it goes back to what you speak about with them still doing the same formula. Like when the show started, remember, she would always ask Courtney and them like, are you going to have a baby? Da, 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 da. But to this writer's point, you've got 5,000 grandkids. Like, I don't think you need to ask for anymore. Like yeah. maybe ask her when she's going to get married. That'd be a nice change of events. Like, hey, do you think you're going to get married? 
I'm not saying she should, but I'm just saying that would be a nice different question. All these people went into therapy. Maybe that would be better. But I think there's something (laughs) you said about, I think Chris feels, it's become much more apparent in this latest season. I think Chris is trying to right her wrongs. And I I don't think she should feel bad for her wrongs. Like the last episode where Chloe was trying to be like, well, why did you cheat? I I don't necessarily think like Chris should be made to feel like a villain or something or like terrible. But I do think they could get therapy and like talk about like, do you want your mom to like explain why she cheated on your dad? Like, does Chris have a weird obsession with keeping families together because of what happened with her and Robert? Like, yeah, it's like all all of them could benefit from some deeper analysis. I think the writers, the point I think they're trying to make too, which we've made before, is it's just the same thing over and over. It's like, do you have anything else to talk about with Kendall? It's always horses, anxiety, and are you going to have a baby? There's got to be something else to talk to her about. And the, the, the most annoying was like, who's the dad? When, was it Chloe? She was like, I had a dream. No, it was Chris. Like, yeah who's the dad she's like i don't know you're doing bad bunny <laughs> well no it was kindle <laughs> it was kindle who said i don't want to have baby just anybody that's when i said oh but aren't you dating bad bunny like can why can't we talk about, and i get it the no you don't want to say their name can we talk about something of your relationship did you go to the movies last night like i was like kindle, did you please. i don't know Bad Bunny's one of the like most famous people on the planet Earth. And we can't say shit like, about him. I don't get I it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be just anybody. I, I like my know. life right now. I like my freedom and coming and going. Dumb. Okay, can we kind of talk about your relationship? Do you like that? Like, it's just a very, it's to this writer's point, very odd. Just every conversation yeah. is so odd. Um, she finishes by saying the worst had to be the hologram thing as the whole concept did not work. Chris still has to be physically standing in front of a camera talking to one person at a time. She still wasn't at Chloe's photo shoot. It made absolutely no sense at all. Chloe seemed genuinely surprised to see the crew at her house, which shows how set up absolutely everything is on the show. It's in no way fly on the wall anymore. Phew, writing that was so cathartic. Thank you for the outlet and entertaining every week. Big love to both of you. Right, show. Yeah, like we talked about that hologram thing was clearly just a product placement because, and also a hijinks. I can I can give it that grace of like, oh, you want to do something fun, but I think it it comes across a little boring. It's not that interesting. It's not that funny or fun. It's just. Uh, Again, we give big ups to Chris. She's the only one really trying. I mean, Kim's trying, but Chris is really the one really trying to, like, put the show on her fucking hip. (laughs) She can can deliver some lines. Yeah, she's trying, but, like, do we want to see this? No, it's nothing about this was interesting. Even Chloe hated it. At one point, she just unplugged everything. And it was like, when is this getting out of my house? Like, even she was like, for me, (laughs) she was like, I'm glad Chris thinks this is funny. Like, you're having a good time. 
fucking fine, but I don't need this. Next episode, like we said, is about, you know, they're going to sit down and talk with Tristan. I'm prepared to be pissed the fuck off because I already saw that clip where he says, Read a stream and really throw shit at the TV. I feel bad when I cheat. I'm like, oh, present tense. Like the next, and then he said the next day, not while he's cheating. He's like, the next day after I cheat, I feel terrible. Present tense. And also, you feel bad. Is that supposed to make us be like, you have some oh, you, sort of you have a heart exactly oh you have a heart like no you're a fucking gross person like I'm crazy I um again people can show me other examples but I don't really know that I prescribe to the idea that there's like sex addiction where like this person's like well I treated and I feel gross and it's a thing that I have to deal with. Maybe you're just a narcissist. Well, I actually would. I would that person. That actually would be a nice change of pace if he's like, I've got a fucking problem. Okay, well, at least we can start there. Not, I would not get let you off the hook, but at least we I'm can start with heroin. That. It makes me like fuck exactly, randomly. exactly. And I'm okay, a sex addict. I'm and- very open to giving people like the benefit of the doubt of like coping. Like, I wish you'd be like, I just can't commit to one person. I don't think I have it. Oh, great. We're getting somewhere. But this fool wants us to believe he thinks Chloe's his person and he just feels so bad after cheating. Like, get the Jesus, fuck out like, of here. I feel like garbage. Okay. Well, then why don't you keep doing it? You just sure. didn't want. After I come once. and then I grab a towel for her and then I wash the sheets, I feel terrible. That's a not real. I feel terrible. <laughs> That's a not real. Thing. After I call the Uber for her, I am a wreck. Like um, I'm like, what have I done? Peter's anonymous want to write us some emails. I don't. I don't think that's a real thing. Like, I think you're just a person please. who feels insecure that you're not good enough for the person that you're with, and you cheat because you can. Wait, why wouldn't you cheat? You're allowed to cheat away. Um, going into the Golden Bachelor, Chris made a cameo on the Golden Bachelor because every fucking episode of the Kardashians, she brings up the Bachelor, by the way, but also she's a woman of a certain age, so it made sense. And then we also had a contestant that had Chris's exact haircut. It was, uh, again, might have been, might have been connected, pre-aligned. Oh, to put someone that looks like Chris on the show and to get no, I I mean to have some sort of brand connection. Oh, absolutely. Well, they're all on the same, you know, under the same pair company. Yeah, of course. Paid to play because even the Kardashian Hulu account member they tweeted a or they posted a video of Chris and Gary like a photoshopped. But we got to get into this. So Faith got eliminated. Sorry, spoiler if you haven't seen it. I'm so sad. I am too. Faith, I thought Faith was going to take it because Faith got the first impression rose and then she didn't get a date for a while because I thought Gary was like, oh, I'm clear that I like her. So I don't need to have a date with her. But then he didn't give her a rose. But I knew Teresa was going to get a rose. I do think um, Faith, Faith's hometown was challenging. mm -hmm. Like she had her horses, she had her kids. It seemed like there was a lot of like uncertainty about what their future would hold Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so maybe that's why he was like oh no i need something more stable and like 
Well, and I still, I still don't feel like totally sold on Leslie. I'm not either. Teresa, I'm not either. I mean, that's the state of the show. But yeah, Faith, Faith, I feel like I kind of, I kind of had that sense. I was like, I, I really thought she was going to be the number one. But me too. Yeah, I definitely got a sense that like she had her horses, she had her set up. And that's that's why I love this Golden Bachelor, and I think they should make it the format for everything because it's like these are grown ups who are like, yeah, I can't uproot my life. I have like a bunch of horses and some kids, and I don't want to like, you know, move them. So I think for for me going forward, if they do do this again, they because I'm not sold on Leslie or Teresa either, only because they don't really have deep conversations on this show. Like, there's not a lot of, like, going into... Teresa's just kind of, like, stoked on having someone. Yeah, Teresa's like, I want to be with you! (laughs) Leslie kind of seems like... I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, Leslie wants you to know she's a hot 64-year-old, that I'm still dancing, I'm moving. She's dated celebrities and, like, and that's not even a qualm to her. I mean, shout out to Leslie for dating Prince. But Gary married his high school sweetheart from like a thousand years ago. Like, I just don't know that they can be on the same planet. Like, we know the characters of each girl. Like, you know, I'm the hot one or I'm, I'm the dance instructor. And Teresa's like, well, she's the thirsty one for me. But you get what I'm saying. She's the one that's like really like... No. Wants to be in a relationship, but we don't really know know them. So that's what I'm saying. Next time they do this, the producers are like gonna have to make them go a little deeper, like talk about hopes and dreams and what you. It hate. is crazy because this one they spent a lot of time casting, but I think the next one, what they really need to do is cast people. No offense to Leslie, but like they can't all be like. Prince backup dancers, you know, like they need to cast some people that are just like people who've been widowed or I think they did a good job of that. I just don't think they had any good conversations. Like, yeah. like we talked about, they would go on one date, yeah, and Gary be like, "Here's your rose." I'm like, "What did you, Gary? We got to get to know these women. Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> it's very surface, and I think yeah, Gary, surface, Gary yeah, like a very interesting person. And, uh, yeah, like, I do think to some extent they tried to do some good casting. But that's part of why I liked Faith, because it was, like, it Mm -hmm. seemed like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. They had a connection. But nonetheless, yeah. I I love the concept. But I was a skeptic of of the content. concept early on i was like i don't know how this will work out but i loved it because even in the even in the tell all the women still had the camaraderie the quote quote sisterhood like these women are fucking grown as hell and even like the lady said like we're all mature you know like we know who we are we've been through so much like basically saying we don't have time for the bullshit the cattiness we just came together and that was that even the zip it lady was cool at the tell all she kind of was like like, Oh, and hopefully it will never come out that he's an asshole. 
But it was like just not throwing Jerry under the bus or Gary. It's like, what if old people just, I don't know. I try to imagine if my parents were suddenly like one of them had to find love. Like that would suck. So. Well, Gary was yeah. tonguing everybody down on this cast and had no like, issues about it. <laughs> Gary was like, I'm here. <laughs> on that tell-all when the host was like, do you thinking about your, your daughters or your grandkids when you were, like, kissing? And Gary's like, daughters be damned. I'm kissing everybody. <laughs> well, he's got to catch up. He's like, you know, he married his freaking high school sweetheart a thousand years ago. That's what he's got to do. Right. Oh, Gary, hope you didn't cheat. Eh, if he did, whatever. I'll fight you, Gary. <laughs> whatever, Gary. Yeah. Gary! But so who do you think he's... This episode, you can't hit your horse on a celebrity because humans are flawed. Who do you think's going to win, Teresa or Leslie? Right now, I'm going to go with... Leslie. I'm going to go Leslie, and then maybe Teresa will be the next golden bachelorette. Kind of what I'm leaning. Uh, I don't think I don't necessarily have great thoughts for him and Leslie, but maybe they can figure it out. But that that's kind of what I'm leaning. I feel like they had a very strong connection. However, if I was a producer, if I was a smart producer, I would make that blonde lady who like tried to fake an injury, but she actually was injured, and then she just kind of self-eliminated herself. I would make her the bachelorette because she's wild. Yeah. She's fucking crazy. Like in a good way. Like she's very like spunky. Um, she'd make out with everybody. She has a great personality. I would make her she's just like what's the biggest sob story? And she's gorgeous. Like she's a very good looking woman, but I definitely would make make her the next bachelorette. But who knows? Who knows? Anywho, that's the episode. Good luck to Gary making your decisions. Uh speed. Yeah, I think that's it. I saw Tristan yesterday at a basketball game, booed him. Y'all would have been proud. Did you throw a shoe? Now I wish I didn't. But I was yelling, leave Chloe alone. Get out of her life. <laughs> Get out, dumb bitch. Right, all the above. So, but- All right, hope you enjoyed this episode. We really tried. Thank you for listening to our passion project, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> me